scratch and smooth. Hello. Today we impart a beautiful secret. Well, two in fact, namely Rachel Haunt and Ash Cutler, who collectively make up The Beautiful Secret. Their debut album of the same name is as both lyrical as it is heartfelt. And indeed, their very first release, available now, The Haunting What's Inside, is the official anthem to World Autism Awareness Week, with all proceeds to benefit the UK arm of that charity. And today, they have arrived in the Scratch and Sniff studio, complete with keyboard and guitar, to tell their story and to sing their songs. But just before I introduce them, let's take a listen to Rachel and Ash working their magic and letting us in on a beautiful secret or two. gentlemen put your hands together and give it up for Rachel and Ash the beautiful secret so Rachel and Ash welcome to the program tell us all about the history of the beautiful secret um, basically Rachel and I met in 2011 Rachel was writing a musical uh, she'd written the script and the music for it and she was looking for a producer so she called me up, and then eventually, what happened with it, Rach? Well, the musical went by the wayside because we had to earn some money. So we were working as, you know, session artists. I mean, what, what was the musical about? Can we, can, can we uh, get some little yeah. spoilers? If, presumably this is going to happen in the future? Or? It is. I don't know whether I should tell you. Oh, God. Ooh, God. <laughs> it's a secret. <laughs> Please do. Um, it's a story about uh, a singer who is on the rise to stardom. 
and basically she meets up with her ex-partner and everything goes horribly wrong and uh, she goes a little bit off the rails mentally. Off peace, as we say. (laughs) Yeah, definitely off something and uh, yeah, all sorts of things. A bit of murder, lots of sex. I don't know, am I allowed to say that? Yeah, lots of sex. Lots of sex. uh, On the old point, we love loads of sex. And 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 of course, lots and lots of murder and and lots of music and yes, she goes off into different dreamscapes um, and it's sort of how she deals with the industry and what the the industry means to her. So That sounds fascinating. Yeah, it's quite fascinating. You just haven't quite uh, got it got it clicked no, yet no I mean we've, it's there as a, as a piece but uh, you know how much these things cost And mm. uh, we've got a lot know. of the, the music recorded mm-hmm. um, and Rachel actually did a few videos for it mm-hmm. which were kind of like the dream sequences in the, in the, in the, in the story mm-hmm. um, yeah it sounds really interesting uh, and something to develop in the future Rachel you mentioned in the pre-warm-up about being um, stuck in hospital mm. after an accident when you met um I fell on a, a, a flight of concrete steps. I wasn't drunk. I was out shopping for a jumper for a, a birthday present and I literally hit my neck on the top step. And as I got tried to get up, I fell forward and basically busted my wrists and my ribs and my Oh my face. God. And I had a pretty traumatic time and was paralyzed for a short amount of time. Wow. And that was really the push for me because I was thinking to myself, well, hang on, you didn't do this, you didn't do that, you didn't do this. And one of the things I always wanted to do was write this musical. It had always been an idea, but I'd never got around to doing it. And that was the catalyst. If I get up or when I get up and get better, I'm going to do this musical. And how long did it take you to recover? Well, I didn't actually, I couldn't move for about two and a half months properly. And then I had to have a year and a half of um, physiotherapy, wow. etc. So you look, yeah, you're fine now. I know, I know, amazing. You're, you're walking and talking, and everything. Exactly, the NHS are amazing. <laughs> they really looked after me. So I had, yeah, a lot, of, a lot of help. Yeah. Uh, I still a bit achy every now and then, but yeah, yeah gosh, I mean. So this obviously gave you a lot of time to think and, and, and to compose and the rest of it. Exactly. I mean, there's two things I did. Um, when I started getting the feeling back in my hands and in my legs, I thought, I'm going to do this. There's another thing I always wanted to do. I want a piano. I'm going to go and get myself a piano. Mm. And so I, w- I went out and I literally got a, an electric piano and I cut the uh, sides off of the windowsill to fit this piano into the this little ah, window ah. in my flat. And I literally sat there and, and mm. started you know, pacing out this musical and writing the, the musical. So, so t- I needed someone professional to come and help me finish it off. <laughs> oh, it all makes sense now. Yeah. Now, I've heard some of the, the, the tracks on this musical. I yeah. mean, it, it sounds absolutely fantastic. Let's have a little taster of, uh, of this musical, which we'll say is a musical to be, because obviously uh, this is something that, mm-hmm. that you can work on in the future, yeah, having yeah. done so much of it already. You've made videos, uh, which yeah, are, are fantastic, I've seen. Thank yeah. you. I mean, we... The, the, the musical's called Jewel, and yeah, we put a lot of time and effort into uh, creating these, what, they, what we call dreamscapes. Mm. So part of the musical is really, really gritty and very sort of realistic. The non-musical then, bit. Yeah, the non-musical bit. kind of the bit. story bit. Uh-huh. And then the, uh, the, the, the lead character then just goes into these dreamscapes to escape from her reality. So you act, you dance and sing. You're such a beautiful molded plastic thing You know the right words and all the actions too You make the right faces like you're supposed to You're so pretty, fashion's a 
say your musical influences are the pair of you um all genres uh my favorite band is the beatles uh that's how it all began for me yeah and it and just all the 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 sort of classic artists of Mm. back in the day let me take you down Just all the, the the sort of classic artists of mm. back in the day, Queen and Pink Floyd and mm. all that. And I, I love Kate Bush. You know, people have yeah, people have sort of said there's a few Kate Bush influences in the album slightly. You know, but yeah. I, which is amazing, an amazing a nod to it. She's an amazing. Yeah, she's compliment. incredible. So you guys did uh, an amazing cover of um, the Man with a Child in His Eyes. Mm. Check it out on YouTube, folks. I hear him before I go to sleep. Focus on the day that's been I realize it's there When I turn the lights off And turn over Nobody knows about my life They say 
sun will rise up And suddenly I find myself Talking to a man I've never known before Telling me about the sea All his love for eternity But, but your voice is so lovely, and I love I love a good female vocal, and it it's, it seems to be reminiscent of a few different uh, influences. But obviously, uh, it, it's it's you, it's it's uh, yeah. it's your own unique talent. I can, I can remember when I first kind of started out singing, and people would say, "Well, what do you sing?" And I'd kind of say, "Well." bit of everything and they used to say well you can't do that you can't do that because you have to be a certain thing otherwise people will be confused mm. so basically I've just been confused <laughs> for a long time no I just wanted to do everything I just wanted to have a bit of whether it be opera or a bit of rock or you know just just sing it how it how it felt and and have you had training Yes, mm. yes, I did. I just just checking. Yeah, we, yeah, I yeah. have, I have. Believe it or not, I started um, singing operatically at at the age of about twelve. So I was really lucky to have a, a great teacher. Um, You're so. our third opera singer to be on the show, actually. Really? <laughs> yeah. I mean, when when people say, you know, have you had some training? I I don't know if they mean you need some. <laughs> <laughs> child in his eyes. And what about you, Ash? Did you go to uh, music school or anything like um, that? Or just... I had uh, piano lessons when I was seven. Um, and then when I was about 15, I started playing guitar. But I didn't like lessons. Mm. I didn't like the formality of it all. So uh, I kind of taught myself... University of Life. University of Life. <laughs> university yeah, of Ash. It's the best university. <laughs> uh, I kind of had mates that were able to teach me chords and things like that, and as much as I needed to know to go forward on my own. And then I, then I started playing the bass. I, I wasn't content with just one instrument. I was a bit greedy. So well, that's that's the way forward to be able to do everything. Like a pair of spoons. <laughs> <laughs> So when did the beautiful secret actually get formed? I mean, obviously you were session musicians. When did you become a a thing? Uh, well, we were doing a lot of stuff for uh, publishing companies and things, writing for other people. Uh, it got, got to a point where we were like, we just want to write for ourselves now. It was well, just we, we decided we we're going to go out as a duo, didn't we? And do some gigging. Yeah. And our first incarnation, we were called Secret Smile. So we, oh. yeah, we just turned the smile into something beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> and then, yeah, so we were going out and we were we were writing these songs in our spare time and then going out and, and gigging them and seeing what's, well, what's the response we're going to get. You know, do people like it or are we going to get, you know, cabbages thrown at us or whatever. But, yeah, it was it was one of those sorts of things. And because, like we were saying, we, we had to self-fund everything. Mm. Um, so we had to go out and we had to gig it. And we spent... Quite, well, we still are. We're still going out, gigging it, and trying to earn the the pennies to keep on with the project. Mm. You know. And if you have a obviously have a bad gig, make sure you keep your mouth open if you have a drink <laughs> thrown at you. Oh yeah, I like catching Freebies. beer. That's worked. For, that's worked for me many times in the past. Scratch and sniff. Online. 
with Nick Randall. Well, we'll be back with Rachel and Ash after this, one of many musical breaks today showcasing their debut album as The Beautiful Secrets. This is simply lovely. Don't be afraid. Don't be afraid of the night When it's over we will see the light Hold on tight when shadows pass Hold on my love, shadows don't last Don't be afraid of the dark Listen to the beating in my I've heard uh, the album, The Beautiful Secret, which is also called The Beautiful Secret. Um, it's absolutely fantastic. Just Thanks. beautiful. Every single track hits the spot for me. It really does. Congratulations to you Thank both you so on much. that. Thank you. you should be very proud of this this uh, this piece of work. Now, obviously, the very first track which you're going to release is called What's Inside, and there's mm -hmm. quite a story to that because this is going to be an anthem for World Autistic Awareness Week, um, which is in itself fantastic, creating um, awareness for this 
this issue about autism. Apparently around 700,000 people in the UK are on the autism spectrum. Together with their families, this means autism is a part of daily life for 2.8 million people. That's an yeah. awful lot of people. I didn't it's know that. a lot of people. Mm. And everybody, you know, going through it on a personal level, everybody's dealing with different things, you know. Mm. So, so what was your personal connection with this to want to write the song? Well, my niece, uh, Katie Ray, is uh, autistic. And the thing was, when she was younger, everybody was just thinking, this is a naughty kid. You know that story that everybody tells you, well, there's a naughty kid in the, in the, in the store and everybody's looking at them, etc. My sister really, really was going through a tough time with her and not knowing why, why, why is she doing this? Why is it so difficult? Anyway, it, it did. It turned out that Katie uh, has high-functioning Asperger's. And when we were writing the song, we wanted to go to her, she's 16 now, we wanted to go to her and say, well, look, we want to write this, we want to write it from, you know, your perspective. How do you feel about it? How do you see the world? And I sat down with her and we had this conversation and there was lots of things that she said, but one of the things she said was, look, no one ever listens to me. No one ever listens to what I say. I feel like I'm, I may as well not bother. Which is one of the lines in the song I seem to remember. Yes. Yeah. It's the hook, it's the opening line. Mm. And it's a powerful one as well. Mm. You know, it's just, just, you know, hearing it from her, mm. um, it just inspired us to create this song to, to just make, make people more aware of, you know, what people are going through. Yeah. Um, and, you know, one of the key lines also in the song is just, were misunderstood mm. you know because so many people are misunderstood but right. with it all and it's it's sad it's yeah. sad that that's the case and hopefully you know more people will be aware of it yeah and I mean and little, little do they know that that little kid in the sh in the shop is is not doing that for attention you know that's yeah. it's, it's not like that it's it's, it's very it. yeah it's it's heartbreaking really mm. in some cases. so it's for a wonderful cause what's inside i think mm. we should take a listen thanks
What a beautiful track, What's Inside, which is available now, and it is the anthem for World Autism Awareness Week 2017. Congratulations. Thank, Thank you. you. So an important thing to uh, mention for What's Inside is all the proceeds of this uh, are going towards um, autism charities. Is that right? That's correct. Yeah, we're really proud to support the National Autistic Society. And as you say, all proceeds are going there. Um, we just want to help as best we can and hopefully raise a bit of awareness and yes yeah. and the single is available to buy now mm. which is fantastic and obviously what we always do in 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 sns online is if a charity isn't actually flagged up we donate to the charity we put the details up on the site to encourage you guys at home to do the same and this is a very important one and mm. i think you should be buying um this uh, beautiful piece of music and there's, there's a video, there's actually two videos to this, isn't there? Yes, there are. Uh, we have our official video, mm -hmm. so the beautiful secret video. Which features which... an amazing 14-year-old dancer called Sophia Rose Turner. Mm, she's incredible. Yes, I've seen that one. It was yeah, amazing. and that was shot at the um, assembly in uh, Limington Spa. Okay. So we had a really good day doing that. Yeah. Um, and then the second video the is... The uh, second one actually features Katie Ray, Rachel's yeah. niece. Um, yeah. And it's basically her holding up cue cards with the lyrics on it. First of all, it's... A la Bob Dylan. A la Bob <laughs> yeah. Dylan, yeah. A yeah. uh, little homage. Mm. <laughs> um, so basically, yeah, she's just holding up the lyrics and, you know, pulling them away mm. to the track. Mm. Um, it's really powerful. Yeah, it was her idea to do that. You know, right from the start, she said, if there's anything that I can do to help. Mm. You, know, that I, you know, I admire her so much. I mean, this is someone who's, you know, is fearful of coming outside and going outdoors sometimes. So, you know? so this is amazing that she's an integral part of this. I mean, mm -hmm. how, how does she feel? Is, she, is it slightly awkward or does she feel really cool that she's got a song written about it? Yeah, I mean, she does love that. But uh, it, it basically for her is about making sure that other people are aware of what's going on. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Because, as I say, she was misunderstood for a while. Mm -hmm. She went to, to mainstream school and it was difficult. Mm -hmm. It was very difficult for her um, at, until... It became clear what it was. I was misunderstood too at school, but I have no um, sort of reason behind it. I just just was a bit just a you know, kid, weren't you? Yeah, I just was a bit yeah, a little bit bonkers, really. Scratch and sniff online with Nick Randall. Now, I've noticed uh, you guys have brought your instruments today. You brought a guitar, you brought your two beautiful voices and a keyboard as well, which didn't take long to uh, plug up <laughs> at all today in the studio. Uh, we'll just pretend it's all nicely, slickly done. We've some happened. spoons as well. We've got some spoons as well. So um, uh, are you planning to play us a few tracks tonight? Yeah. If we ask very, very politely, of course, we'll, we'll have a live to. session here mm, in the Scratch absolutely. and Sniff studio. Um, first track I believe you're going to play is... Um, this is our first live 
Is it? Session, oh, you yeah. see. We, hit, we don't do many of these. Us. Yeah. So, um, Tin Man, what's that about? Well, Tin Man's about... Uh, it's a relationship song, I guess. Somebody sort of... What, with an android? Or... Yeah, no. a relationship <laughs> with an android. Yes, with a... Like, did you ever foil. see the Smash adverts? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, with yeah. one of those. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's about somebody... Being cold, somebody who's you know kind yeah. of leaving. Well, yeah. they're just saying you don't have to be heartless if if you're not with me. You don't have to be cruel. It's, you know, just, well, it, was, it was interesting. Doesn't have to be nasty. You know, Rachel showed Rachel started writing the song and she showed me what she got and she started off singing it. You know, um, if you had a heart, you'd mm. stop it now. Mm. And I said, that oh, sounds like the Tin Man. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah. And she said, oh, <laughs> it's called a <laughs> Tin <Wizard> Man. The <laughs> <laughs> so then we developed it from there. Really, yeah, wrote the chorus. Yeah, and we stuff. love this song. Do, do you both write together, by the way? Mm-hmm. Yes. You, you, you both write, yeah. You do. Do, you write, mean, do you write one word and you write the next No, time? no, no. <laughs> uh, normally it happens is, you know, we just come in with an idea and we say, oh, what do you think? You know, it's great. Oh, it's rubbish. And if we like it, if we like whoever's come up with the idea, we just work on it together mm-hmm. and develop it and see yeah. where it goes. Fantastic. Yeah. That's it, really. It's as mm-hmm. simple as that. It is. So you guys look all prepared to uh, sing Tim Man. So <laughs> let's hear <laughs> from your <laughs> debut album, The Beautiful Secret. This is Tim Man. Holding on 
on to a breeze as it slips away Holding on as tight as we can You don't have to be so heartless You are not a tin man That was absolutely fantastic. I've got a round of applause, everybody. And everybody clap. Yeah, you can clap as well. Thank you so much for that. You guys are brilliant. I love the harmonies. You've got such a belter of a, a voice, Rachel. Thank you. I mean, my God, where does that come from? My tummy. Your tummy, your tummy. <laughs> What's it doing there? So I hear the beautiful secret of the actual album is a concept album. So that sounds very interesting in itself. Talk, talk us through what is the concept. Uh, so basically, if you if you look at all the tracks on the album, it's kind of dealing with lots of human emotions. Uh, you've got the the love side of things. You've got the lust. Mm -hmm. You've got the, the sort of uh, just issues, uh, social issues. Mm. Uh, yeah, it really does cover a lot of stuff. But is it covering a, a, a two specific people in love going through all the emotions, or is it is it affect, about lots of different people? Yeah, I, I would say it, having put it out there and hearing what people hear back, it, people think that's what it's about. To be honest, yeah. I think people interpret things in their own way anyway. So yeah. absolutely, we like to leave it out there. So we're like we've written the songs and now we're putting it out there. Yeah go with it you know yeah. do you know interpret it as you like and it's... they have no idea what this album's about really no, we, so. we, we have no idea <laughs> no I'm joking I'm so <laughs> did we do an album I don't think we did did we nah. what are you talking you're about you're a musician <laughs> <laughs> if the radio's dull in the neighbourhood who are you gonna call Nick Randall if the jocks are weird and don't sound good who are you gonna call Nick Randall. Well, that 80s inspired jingle is a great reminder of another outfit Rachel and Ash are occasionally aligned to. Their special tribute band worshipping the power ballads, the shoulder pads and the synth-worshipping new romantics of the 1980s. A band entitled... Great Scott! inspired. And I must tell you that although the beautiful secrets are clearly destined for interstellar orbital stratospheric success, try saying that when you're drunk, Great Scott! are at certain times of year available for weddings, bar mitzvahs, summer season, panto, and it says here, bloodletting ceremonies. And bingo. Well, they are from Portsmouth. Busy people and both Great Scott and The Beautiful Secrets both have Twitter and Facebook pages as well as YouTube and websites of the same name. So check them out, readers. Um, Great Scott! Dot com and TheBeautifulSecret.com What's that? You want to hear a blast of Great Oh, well. Seeing this is very extended showcase show, let's have a listen to their version of Uptown Funk. This hit that ice cold Michelle fight for that white gold This one for them who goes, them Google straight masterpieces Stylin', wildin', living it up in the city We got Chuck's on with Saint Laurent I gotta kiss myself, I'm so pretty Too hot, hot damn Call the police and the firemen are too hot 
so what's your ultimate plan with uh, this uh, initial album, your, you know, your first album? Are you going to be doing lots of gigging? Have you got, got various places lined up? Uh, I mean, we're hoping to, to gig as much as possible. Uh, we've got a big gig coming up on the 7th of April, which is our album launch. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've got a seven-piece band playing behind us and a string quartet. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's at the New Theatre Royal in Portsmouth. And for anybody who's listening to this after the 7th of April, obviously um, uh, we don't have time travel, so you'll just have to <laughs> find out another gig. Oh, you should have been there. <laughs> it was amazing. <laughs> <laughs> Presumably you'll be touring the country. Uh, well, I mean, ideally, we'd, yeah, we'd just love to get out there and mm. do our thing, really. Mm. Uh, just We love it. We love performing. And if to for, to perform our own stuff would be a dream. Because is that know. still a real buzz for you? The fact that you've been session musicians for so long, and now you're 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 mm. you're, you're empowering yourselves uh, and uh, creating your your very own audience. Yeah, mm. absolutely. I mean, we've done a lot of function work and stuff as well. So you know, we we do perform a lot, but it's just we don't get to perform our own stuff. Yeah. So this you know is a bit magical to actually mm. go out and do our own totally thing and show magic. people what you know what we've written. The fact that you're so good makes makes a hell of a lot of difference, oh, I must say. Um, did you ever, did you guys ever consider going down the X Factor route? I mean, obviously, session musicians, but you might have been playing for the X Factor. I don't know. Uh, I got a really cool story. Go on, give us a cool, cool story. story. Right. Does it involve celebrities? It, it does. does involve celebrities. Yes, it does. <laughs> All right. Okay. So, when I was seventeen, I uh, went for an audition for a, a TV show called That's Life. Yeah. Esther, Esther yes, Ransom. Esther, yes, yes, yes. My God. I know, I know she's amazing. And basically it was the first... You're audition. too young. I know, I'm totally too young. Why did I say this? <laughs> I know, why have I even told anyone that? That was like a thousand years oh ago. Oh my God, I hope no one could see me. Oh, it's okay, it's radio. Okay, so <laughs> I went for this audition and it all turned out that it was the largest audition of its time, uh, open audition of its time. And... Uh, Everybody slept outside the Hammersmith Palais before they did the audition the next day. Mm. And to cut a long story short, I went in to do my audition, uh, got to the final audition of the day, and went in and sang in front of Simon Cowell and, oh and Nigel. Yeah, And basically, my claim to fame is I was the first person that Simon Cowell ever picked at an audition for a TV oh, show. That is, yeah. that is amazing. Check that out, I know, and I'm still not famous. I know. After a thousand years. <laughs> God, is that a good story? Or no, not? I think it makes you really rubbish, doesn't I know. it? No, no. <laughs> I do as well. Why did I tell everyone? <laughs> no, that's really cool. So you were you were um, accepted. So what yeah. happened after that? Well, I got through and I was the first person on the That's Life. Um, what was it called? Uh, it was called Search for Star. Oh, right. So it was a specific thing they did yeah, for that year. Yeah, nine, yeah. They, they did nine contestants mm. over nine weeks. So I got through on that day. And then I think it was about five, four days later I was on the show. So, yeah, it was That's, a really great experience. That is a really, really yeah. good story. I yeah. used to love That's Life. Yeah, uh, they're great. Yeah. Serial. OK, I think it's time for another track now. Um I was watching YouTube and I saw two tracks that you did, uh, which were actually covers. These aren't on the album, but they're so, so beautiful that uh, that, that I just uh, got my feet tapping so much. Oh. One is uh, a cover of Lost On You. Are you happy to recreate this in the uh, the Scratch and Sniff studio? Ooh. 
We haven't done it for a while. Okay, yeah, yeah, on <laughs> the, the spot. Let's do it. Let's, Let's do, do it. it. We'll, yeah. we'll, we'll we'll drench it with reverb and we'll see see how it sounds. <laughs> sounds good to me. Uh, fantastic. So <laughs> while you guys set up, um, I'll just yeah. say that uh, you're listening to SNS online, and um, we are available on Facebook. And we are available on Twitter and we are available on SoundCloud, um, all under the banner SNS Online. Very easy to tap in. And uh, you'll find us there with all our past shows, which you can download for free. Uh, they're waving. They look like they're ready to rock and roll. So let's have a little listen to this fantastic cover of Lost on You.
played with some uh, pretty cool people, Noel Gallagher, Sir Ray Davis. Uh, let's talk about some of those experiences. Well, we got to perform at the Victorious Festival last August. Mm, uh, this was the brilliant first festival. Brilliant fantastic. Festival. We were on the, the main stage uh, and we it was the first time we'd actually got to perform our songs with a band because mm. we normally go out as a duo. I mean, that's how we've been doing it for, for the last couple of years. Yeah. Every time we've done these songs, it's always been as, a, as just the two it's of us. It's like Peters and Lee, isn't it? You know? <laughs> exactly like that, yeah. Um, or um, Zig and Zag. Oh, no! <laughs> so... Uh, so we got to yeah we got to play on this amazing stage um, which was yeah. we actually played after Will Young we did yeah oh, we that's did. so cool yeah which it was is... great we, to, mm. to actually be on 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 that main stage and Victorious actually have, have been brilliant to us yeah. they really champion us and such a fantastic yeah, big festival. shout out to Victorious Festival woo well, I tell you, my brother does a festival called Trunchenbury in Norfolk, and I'm sure he'd love to have oh, yeah. you playing oh, there. I'll give you the details afterwards. We're probably going to do a special show about Trunchenbury later on in the year, but uh, I shall tell you all about that. It's very, very exciting. And many very important people get to get to play there. <laughs> I think we can squeeze in another album track whilst uh, Ash and Rachel have a nice cup of tea. Check out Watching and Waiting. You're listening to SNS Online. Watching and waiting lifted too long Even as patient as I am Watching and waiting but still it goes on I feel it coming round again All the times that said no Watching and waiting the next turn in time. 
Now, this is pretty damn exciting. Um, you guys have been commissioned, apparently, so it says on my bit of paper here, <laughs> to create the soundtrack for the forthcoming film release, George Best, The Movie, which I presume won't be the final title. I hope perhaps it they should is. just call it... It is the final title. I, I think they should just call it Best. I think Best is good. <laughs> Best has got a bit of... Uh, yeah. But presumably we're talking about the football player, yeah? Mm-hmm. That's right. Okay, so what's, what's the vibe there? Well, we were um, introduced to Stephen Evans, who's the movie producer, and uh, he'd done uh, Sebi the movie and The Madness of King George. Oh, that's fantastic. He's a, an amazing How amazing do you get guy. introduced to people like that? Well, I think it's yeah. just one of those things, a bit of, bit of luck, you know. Him. We didn't, <laughs> didn't stalk really, him. No. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, it's one of those friend. things where, yeah, a mutual friend of ours was at a party. They'd met him a few years ago and then... Our I'm friend. never. I'm never at these parties. No, I'm never at them either. <laughs> Any parties going out there? You've got to be invited, you know. Um, so yeah, we were introduced to Stephen, and Stephen actually heard this album, and was really taken with it. Um, and he heard some stuff that we'd done previously, um, and he just was taken with the beautiful secret and said, "Well, you know, I want to give you guys the shot." Um, so yeah, that's pending. So mm. we'll we'll see what happens with that. We're really looking forward mm. to, to to going for that. Oh, fantastic! Mm. So looking forward to seeing that yeah. and seeing your name on the credits as oh, well. Be amazing. Ooh, yeah. <laughs> so, what are your long term goals and hopes for the future? I mean, I foresee this being on the Radio Two playlist of a week and and stuff like that. It just sounds it just sounds so. Lovely, yummy, heartfelt lyrics, intelligent lyrics, sensitive. Your harmonies are fantastic. Your voice, Rachel, is just off the, the <laughs> freaking scale. <laughs> wow, and, thank um, you. I, you know, I, I couldn't be, you know, bigger, bigger fans of, of you people. So, so where, do you see, where do you see everything evolving? We are really hoping that, like you say, that it's going to get picked up and people are going to listen to it and they're going to like it. Mm. And, um, yeah, we just want to get out there and, and gig it around. Um, we and, just want to write yeah, songs. Yeah, get some exposure. Mm. I mean, we've actually started writing our second album already, so mm. we're going to go in and start working on that mm-hmm. um, towards the end of the year. Mm. And, yeah, I think personally it's all about just being musical. It's about, you know, following what we would like to do because mm. we waited many, many years to actually do what we want to do. Mm. So I guess we're uh, f- fulfilling, that, fulfilling that dream. Yeah, I think we'll just have to see how the public respond to our music and then... F- take it from there really mm. we're just sort of yeah going with the flow yeah well the very very best of luck oh, uh, I foresee you. fantastic things for you guys thank I really so really do and I am putting a request in seeing you do have the keyboard set up and your beautiful <laughs> voices all ready to sing um, one of my favourite tracks from the album is Anytime Soon that's track yeah. two I think yes. I just adore it yeah. I could eat it for breakfast and for tea yeah. <laughs> and if you could play us out with that that would be wonderful yeah thank you and just before we do that just as an added incentive uh-huh. you both get your celebrity goodie bags Ooh. Oh. Uh, oh my gosh which all the guests get so. oh, oh that's wow. amazing no. Prezi. Oh, that's amazing. lovely thank you thank so you. much can we have a kiss can we have a kiss on it <laughs> 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 wow oh chocolates oh no chocolates are chocolates are chocolates yeah. <laughs> thank you for having us no yeah. problem at all so I reckon one more track to play us out live what have you got for us yeah this, uh, this song is uh, is a song about really wanting to be with someone that you can't be with um you know being in love with them but not being able to have them Mm. 
Yeah. I mean, I have that even with the couch at home when I come back <laughs> and, uh, you know, I've had a few to drink and even the couch pretends he has a headache, you know. <laughs> so, what, what can oh. you do? What can you do? Can you do? Don't no, I've got my lovely I know around you. You can listen to the album and come and share this chocolate some wine with us. Absolutely. <laughs> OK, so it's anytime soon. Rachel and Ash, thank you so much for tonight.
Any man who's got a reverb is a friend of mine. <clears throat> so, so Ash, how long have you been playing the guitar? <laughs> this is my first time. <laughs> you sound really bad, man. <laughs> Can't you tell? No. <laughs> no. I'm loving this. This is so cool. Yeah. <laughs> Well, we're not quite done yet. Take a listen to this. Scratch and sniff. Scratch and sniff? Scratch and sniff! I didn't know I was agreeing to that. <laughs> I yeah. thought those days were over. Well, I really enjoy working in small theatres. I don't like the huge, spectacular shows, you know. I quite like to see the audience. The whites of their eyes. Uh, yeah, yeah, not quite, <laughs> not quite. I'm glad I'm not Emily Dickinson. What a miserable life led she. She didn't have Cadbury's dairy milk and nobody came for tea. My father said, dentistry would be a very useful uh, career for you. You can use it any country in the world and as a Jew you might be thrown out any time. Still it remains in me that that possibility. I think all good actors are trying to shine a light on what it means to be human. Mm. You know, and to look at human behaviour and, and to look at contradiction. And this is what and David Bowie saw. This. Is this true? David Bowie saw this and then uh, wanted you to make a documentary about him. Yes, he asked me if I'd like to meet up and would I, he liked what he saw. And I mean, thought, what a compliment. Yeah, it, it kind of was. Maybe Fantastic. it was a rash judgment to make. <laughs> and this woman came up to me, she said, Now tell me, have you made any movies? And I said, well, no, I haven't been to Betty Ford yet. Well, if I could have gone through that floor. <laughs> and somebody came pounding across the beach at me. I thought, oh, no, not here, not now. Leave me running towards me, running towards me. And I... And they ran straight past me. <laughs> <laughs> by hook or by crook, I ended up meeting them in their hotel. The words breaking in are so vulgar. <laughs> For a 16-year-old Beatlemaniac <laughs> to spend eight days with John and Yoko, I still don't believe it. And then I was with Douglas mm. uh, Adams. I will always remember Douglas's immortal words. She can't sing, she can't dance, she can't act. What's the good of her? <laughs> and for some reason I was insulted. And then the door opened and I went, Blimey, you're Shelley Winters. And she said, and who are you? And I said, I'm Derry Foles. And she put her tongue right down my throat. <laughs> I never saw her again the rest of the evening. Are you enjoying now far more than you were enjoying the height of your success? No, because at the height of my success, I was on private jets and limousines and I wouldn't be stuck in a pub with the likes of you. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's charming, that is. And Brit Eklund turned and gave me a smile such as you have never seen. And I got this wonderful, utter, total attention until she realised I was absolutely no use to her whatsoever and it was all turned off as though the light was Oh, turned. no! It did make me laugh. And also by the Scotsman, uh, apparently you are tender, frightened and convincing. I mean, it's working for me. <laughs> <laughs> I've made Sandy Walsh blush, but in a, in a good way. It was for me, being in the supermarket in Accrington and like elderly ladies coming up to me and saying, when are you and Marie getting married? And me saying, well, we're not allowed to because Hayley's transgender and, and them going, never mind that, they should be together. And that's the way to change the world. I'd say about yeah. this film is it's perfect to take someone on a date to because you don't have to at, talk to them. Yeah. Did you do the old yawn, arms around the back, <laughs> creeping down the front? It was very I'm, tempting. I'm doing a bit. <laughs> Sliding the bra out of the top, yeah. <laughs> An art to that. I interviewed on the same day Idi Amin and Harold Pinto. 
difficult for me to say who was the most difficult and intimidating of <laughs> the two of them. I mean, were you in the same room as these people? I was in the same room as Harold Pinter. I oh. wasn't necessarily in, but I, I collected them. That's probably the best choice together out of the two. Yeah, Harold always was, but we became good friends over the years, yeah. and I didn't continue my relationship with Idi Amin, I can tell you that. <laughs> And I had a terrible problem because my Hamlet kept treading on my very pointed toe shoes, you see. So I had to keep trying to leave the stage. But of course I couldn't because he was on the foot. And it was written as this sort of very camp thing. And I actually knew a couple of people that auditioned for it. And they said, oh, it's this very sort of camp actory type. Mm. I thought, well, I could do that. But it said, Len is tall. And uh, Mark Gator sent me an email and said, will you give me a ring? And I thought, he's not doing that to tell me I've got it. Uh, He's just being nice because he is the nicest man in the world. And he said, look... We loved what you did, but... And I said, you've gone for somebody tall, haven't you? And he went, yeah. I could never get an agent for years because of my disability, so I had to be my own, which was good for me, actually, because it taught me a lot of discipline. And so... I'm negotiating for right fee, hopefully. Okay. <laughs> yeah, not as good on that one. Okay. More about getting the role. Now, what makes this film interesting is that it's actually really the story about two men, because J. Edgar Hoover, for so all of... <laughs> <laughs> Look, Nick, there's not much man-on-man action in this uh, movie. But yeah, what it is, okay, is a sort of story Just about... Just very intense here, right? Go on, go on. It's a story about... Uh... <laughs> Sorry, we haven't done this readers for a couple of months. Uh, so, anyway, go on. OK. Yes, it's better be good. <laughs> so, basically... J. Edgar Hoover, famously, was he gay? And I just think, actually, that if you don't have older actors and older actresses, you're not really getting a view of a balanced society. How much can you tell us about Mary Poppins and uh, can you succumb to tickling or bribery? Um, Neither, because otherwise I'll just get a huge (laughs) smack bottom from Disney. Um, uh, I can only tell you that it's going to be great. <laughs> and there are amazing people in it. And if you, if you know. know who's in Meryl it, Street, Meryl Streep, Meryl Streep, and uh, Emily, and Colin Firth. And Meryl Streep's a bit overrated, I think. <laughs> oh, apparently. Sad! Exclamation mark. And then there was a guy who was supposed to shout something from the wings, and he didn't come on. And I, very oh. quick thinking, because I've got a very deep voice, I rushed off to do this old character who actually was still in the toilet. Okay. And I went off and I went, and the line was, Give me some light. And then I ran back on as Ophelia. <laughs> I've made up for it. I, yeah. I've spent many, many years since making amazing commercials, teaching people how to make sure that they don't get infected with STIs. Oh, right, that's so lovely. I'm, I'm, I'm the voice of chlamydia. So the review came in the next day. The first Ophelia to start out mad and go slowly say. My simple mantra is... Never accept the world as it is. Dream of what the world could be and then help make it happen. No, I love it. Carol Decker on Scratch and Sniff with a goodie bag. Thank you so much. I've enjoyed it tremendously. And uh, thank you for, for picking up on so many things that I'd, I'd actually forgotten about. Did Katie get all this? Oh, yes, she got all this, yeah. No, wonderful. Tell you, Nick, it's been a total pleasure. I should get highly drunk. Thank you very much. What an enjoyable interview.